It is Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. I would love for you to follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter under Pete McMurray. You can also find me on Instagram under Pete McMurray. And another great follow is Steve Dale on Instagram just off his appearance on Good Morning America. Steve Dale is a pet expert. You can go to his website and see all of his articles, including what we're going to talk about today, stevedalepetworld.com. We're going to talk about separation anxiety as dogs go back, or as people go back to work, dogs and cats are going to feel this. Steve, how are you? I am great, Pete. You're killing it on Sundays. It's good to talk to you. Well, thank you so much. I, I have a perfect example for you. My uh, my wife and son went to Michigan with friends this weekend, and it's the first time that Wrigley has been home by himself for the last 90 days. Usually, my wife and I work, Charlie's at school, but this weekend um, was the first time since the pandemic, and I can tell that he's depressed. Because I was gone I was at the radio station yesterday. I had to do something last night. And when I got home, he just wasn't as lively. This is going to happen all over the area, isn't it? Oh, yeah, all over the area, all over the country, actually. And, you know, the problem in part is you didn't send a memo in advance, no email to your dog saying <laughs> this is going to happen, you know. <laughs> so dogs, uh, picture this cartoon. Uh, let's say someone has two dogs and a cat. And, and there's a little bubble over one dog uh, saying, a pandemic, I hope it lasts forever. My people are here every day, 24-7. I love it. Of another course. bubble over, over another dog saying, as someone appears with a leash, the dog is hiding in a corner saying, please, not another walk. <laughs> and, and the cat is over there saying, I wish you'd all go back to work. Right. I so, wish everybody uh, would just leave. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of dogs, particularly those that fall into one of three buckets. Of, and the great thing is that so many people, and this is bucket number one of adopted dogs, uh, I love that fact. Uh, but here you have a dog from an animal shelter or a rescue that perhaps has never, as you described, been alone. Someone's been home with that dog for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. Those dogs are more pro- predisposed to separation anxiety anyway. So so now you've got that bucket. They're going to have a problem. Oh the, boy. The, second, the second bucket are dogs who previously have had separation anxiety. You know, you fixed it. Maybe you kind of fixed it. It doesn't matter now because you're suddenly going away. We think there's no data on all this because this never happened before. But, but we think those dogs are likely to, again, have separation distress. Right. And the third bucket is, is just... Kind of what you describe. I mean, just like people, some are not great with change. And we have an explanation, at least, for what that change is all about. No one's explaining to the dogs what's going on. And any change in structure for some dogs can be very, very difficult. So that is together, all those three buckets put together, a lot of dogs. Man, if uh, you go to his website, it's right on the front page, Steve Dale Pet World, post-COVID canine separation anxiety, and people can watch and they can hear all about it. You were on uh, Good Morning America talking about this because you're right, it's going to happen all over the United States. And by the way, if you have a question for Steve about your pet, 312-981-7200 is our phone number. I always wonder about dogs' memories. So if we leave... Does it does it seem like hours for them, or does it seem like minutes, or is it regular time? 
Well, uh, I can answer that the best I can. So you know how uh, we've seen the, the videos of people returning from the military, and it makes us cry sure. because their dogs are so incredibly over-the-top overjoyed to see those people. Right. There's a difference between going to fight for our country and being away for two years and walking down the street to pick up a carton of milk and then coming back. <laughs> yes. and, and, the dog, and the dogs know it, yeah. and they respond so differently. So for those of you who have gone on vacation and come back after two weeks, I'm telling you, your dog has responded differently. Mm-hmm. Than, but the thing about dogs with separation distress is they over-respond or tend to over-respond even if we go down the block to get that carton of milk. And one of the behavioral modification fixes that we have is just kind of do your best you can to ignore the dog. It's hard to do until the dog settles down. The dog is still happy, but the dog is settling down, not jumping all over the place, even though you just went out to get your mail. And now you're back after 10 seconds. Or those Velcro dogs, you know. Those are the dogs that are more likely to have an issue. So what we can do is we ignore the dog, wait till the dog calms down a little bit, then you say hello, and the dog's going to go crazy all over again. <laughs> then, then you wait, you wait, you wait okay. it out, all and right. the dog's going to go crazy all over again. You wait it out again, and eventually your dog learns the only way I can get attention is if I am more calm. Oh, I'm speaking for all the dads that are listening right now, Steve. Our dogs are the only thing that loves us in the house right now. I mean, we... <laughs> We love the attention. When we leave and we come home and that dog is so happy to see us, we're going to eat it up. For sure. And and that's one great thing about having a dog. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the Father's Day gift that gives every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because dogs have that unconditional love that they give us. But for dogs that are totally over the top, I mean, you come home and they pee all over the place just because they're so excited to see you. Uh, that is a dog that is likely going to have or currently may have uh, separation anxiety. And there are other things we could do about it as well. Well, tell us what we can do. So a lot of people are heading back to work starting tomorrow and they're going to leave their pets at home by themselves for the first time in, you know, almost 100 days. So what mm-hmm. can, what can we do as pet owners? Well, if your dog falls into one of those three buckets, then you have reason to be concerned just from the the onset of this. I mean, you know your dog may be more predisposed. Uh, It may be too late to literally between today and tomorrow get a camera, but those cameras are really cheap now. I mean, you can go to Amazon and get one for 39 bucks. They talk to your telephone. So instantly, if your dog is barking or in front of the door, the door you left from, you'll be able to see what's going on. Your telephone will tell you, and it will show you. The other thing you can do today is to, well, see what happens. Leave the house, leave some treats, some really good treats in different places, and then leave. If your dog has not scarfed them up, that is a clue if you have a food-motivated dog, not all bugs are. But right there, that's a clue that something, I mean, imagine leaving the best treat in the world for your dog for your dog, uh, and and your dog's not eating it up, that tells me that the dog is likely anxious yep. uh, that you're gone. And what do you do for that? If, if you right, find so, all of this out and you find out that your dog is anxious, what do you do? All right, so there is a behavior modification, some of which I described. There are some products out there. One is a pheromone product that you can go out and get today at a pet store. It's called Adaptil. It's a naturally occurring pheromone that lowers 
Uh, the amount of anxiety helps dogs feel comfortable in their own environment. That's not for high-level separation anxiety, but for dogs that are a bit uncomfortable, it can help. You've seen products that dogs wear, like the Thunder shirt is one example. Uh, there are several of those, and that seems to help dogs feel more comfortable, Some like swaddling a baby. Yep. Uh, it, it does seem to help. There's some nutritional supplements out there that can help. There's a probiotic from Sharina called Calming Care. That, a probiotic. But it turns out that our GI systems kind of talk to our brains. And if, if your GI system is more calm, then your brain will be more calm. And it works both ways, too. There's something uh, that I love. It's called the calmer canine it's electromagnetic therapy that sounds fancy doesn't it wow. and it looks like a little halo thing that you simply hold over your dog's head i know it sounds star trek like but but this really does work because what happens with dogs or for that matter human beings when they're incredibly anxious and these dogs with separation anxiety are incredibly anxious. What happens, actually, is there is some swelling in the brain, believe it or not, and the wrong neurochemicals are in the wrong place. And this product helps to put them in the right place and minimizes that swelling. I mean, it really does work. Wow. Behavior modification can work as well. Okay. And I described one thing you can do. Uh, try to give your dog more independence, encourage independence, in the house. So if you're in one room and you have that Velcro dog, I mean, dogs naturally follow us all the time. Right. But if you have a totally Velcro dog, then try to have your dog chew on a toy in another room. Give your dog, it's like going to college. You got to go away. You got to be on your own. <laughs> and, and give your dog the opportunity and encouragement to do that. That can help as well. Okay. Steve Dale on the phone with us. I'm going to take a break and we're going to take some phone calls, okay? If you have a question about your pet for Steve Dale, remember you can check out his website, stevedalepetworld.com, or you can call us right now. We have uh, two lines open, 312-981-7200. On the phone with us is pet expert Steve Dale. You can hit his website, stevedalepetworld.com. You know that I have a dog. Wrigley is his name. Uh, I have to ask you, before we take calls, he's still... When he comes out in the front yard, Steve, everything's okay. He listens. But if he sees another dog, he's running everywhere and he'll run in the street. I just don't want him to run into the street. How do I get him to stop doing that? Uh, uh, how does he get you to stop doing that? Leash, leash, leash. Uh, really, you know. And, and, then, and then what we do is we begin training the dog. The most important thing any dog can learn, uh, because dogs sometimes do head in the wrong direction. It can be dangerous for them. Yeah. And that is to teach your dog to come. So we begin by doing it indoors, and you do it without any distractions in front of the fridge where the, you, your dog knows, I'm going to get the most amazing food. <laughs> and, then a little, and then a little further, a little further, around the corner. And then when your dog is distracted playing with uh, your son or something, and then you can call your dog to come, and then out in the backyard, but on a long leash that you can buy online or at any pet store. Got it. Uh, or you can create a long lead of your own. The point is... To do it inside first without distractions, then with distractions inside, then outside without distractions, then outside with distractions. But it's step by step by step. All right. Uh, one other question. We uh, have a chair in front of our front window that Wrigley would sit on and just stare out the window and watch the world go by. Well, that chair is gone, and now we have a new chair, and he still wants to get up in the chair. How do we break that habit? 
You don't want him to be up in the chair? We don't want him to be in the new chair because it's a new chair. <laughs> can you provide Can you provide something else that he could? Apparently, your dog likes looking out the window and cannot get a good view without a chair. So is there something else you can provide? Well, here's the point. They're long windows, so he doesn't need to be in the chair. He can just oh, walk okay. around. Yeah, okay, okay. So you can put, like, sticky tape on that chair or something of that nature to see if that will keep Ridley off the chair. And, and also make sure there's something really good on the ground right there. Yeah, we uh, maybe that. Maybe a, a toy stuffed with food. That doesn't do it alone. And something on the chair to make it uncomfortable to sit there. And Wrigley says, why do I want to be up here? This doesn't feel good. So put the treats there before we leave. On the chair? No, not on the chair. On the on the floor. I'm sorry. My brain's working ahead. So if I have so, a... So, so what you can do, if it occurs mostly when you leave the house, yep. if you can, I don't know how big the chair is, but turn the chair on its side or something so Wrigley cannot possibly get up there once. A number of weeks go by, that number depends from dog to dog, but yep. say four weeks go by, your dog's out of the habit of doing it, and then you're fine. Got it. Okay, let's go to Bonnie. Bonnie, what is your question for Steve Dale? You're on the air. Hi, Steve. I have a question. I think I have a dog who's having separation anxiety, but not for my husband or I, because we're there at home. We're not, we're not, we're retired. We had... His mom, an 11-year-old lab, took off four weeks ago, and we haven't found her yet. Oh, and no. ever, since, ever since she took off, he has been a totally different dog. Wow. Uh, sure. Is down be- his tail is down between his legs almost all the time. And I looked that up on the Internet, and that says it's sad tail. Sure. Uh, and then um, he eats. I mean, his... His appetite, he's a lab, so his appetite isn't gone. But he doesn't want to go out and fetch. He only wants to go outside if he has to go to the bathroom. Um, and I'm, I'm debating whether I should take him to the vet. Well, I mean, how, how old is the dog? A nine. Okay, so, very, very yeah, yeah. so, so for Bonnie, if you, if you haven't seen the veterinarian in more than a couple of months, there's no harm in doing that. There certainly can be something wrong also. Like with people, if you get terribly upset, anxious, uh, that is likely or more likely to bring on a medical issue. We know that in human beings, and the same is true with dogs. So you'd want to rule that out. But I would not be surprised if, if this dog is simply lonely, upset, right. that a best, fr- a best friend has gone away. We know that dogs grieve. Sure. My hope is that the dog is microchipped that you lost. And and yeah. I, I'm, I I pray that you're able to get that dog back, not only not only for your dog's sake, but for that dog's sake and for your family's yeah. sake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe call the vet and let him just check him over and see because this tail being down has got me baffled. How long is you it? Know? How long has it been? How long has it been, Bonnie? It's been four weeks. Oh, it's been a month, Steve. How long does it yeah. usually does it usually take with? dogs to get over something like that there's no answer to that because just like with people it really does vary we don't it can know. be quite a while you know having said that uh what you described to me can also be it's, it's the only issue and the dog is acting in every way okay other than the tail being down there could be another reason for that that would be medical any number of reasons come to my mind so right. okay. uh, uh yeah see, see your veterinarian and boy oh boy i sure hope you've Find your dog, and if it turns out to be, incidentally, 
that there is nothing wrong with your dog, which would be good, Mm -hmm. then the best therapy for you and your dog might be play, taking a tennis ball and seeing, or a squeaky toy, and seeing if you can get your dog to play a bit. Just give them love. Let's go to Denise. Denise in Lockport, you're on with Steve Dale. What's your question? Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. I I just adopted a rescue pup. She is a boxer mix, uh, 10 weeks old. And part of adoption is that they would spay her before releasing the animals. And she was just spayed Wednesday, and I adopted her Friday. And now I'm hearing many mixed um, opinions that, oh, that's so early. The dog could grow up and and have some issues with um, maybe uh, maturity or bone growth. And it's usually better to let her uh, have a first heat. So... There is nothing I can do about it, but my question would be then what can I do to help make sure that she can grow into a good, mature, strong adult dog? What kind of dog is this? She is a boxer mix. Right. You said that. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yep. No, that's okay. So, uh, <laughs> so, And at what age was she spayed? Just she was spayed at 10 weeks, so just All a couple right. days so, ago. Sure. Sure. So um, there is nothing wrong with that. So for some larger breed dogs, we do think that some types of cancer may more likely, or let me say this again, somewhat more likely occur. We really don't know, but but that is for some specific larger breed dogs. Uh, For a boxer, we don't know that for a fact, Uh, and there's nothing you can do at this point if it were to be true, obviously. And and there there is no behavioral downside. There is no bone growth downside. There is no diet downside. That would be, all of that would just be internet myth. Okay. All right. Thanks, Denise. Yes. No, thank you so much. I just thought, let me get her off to a good start if there was something extra I should be doing. So I do appreciate it. Thank you. Love it. All right. Let's go to Karen and Bartlett. Karen, you're on with Steve Dale. What's your question? Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Um, We are possibly looking to adopt a rescue. We lost our 15-year-old Labradoodle last year, so we're just kind of, you know, uh, I didn't think I was going to do it again, but I find myself, you know, wanting to give a dog a home. So a little bit centered on an older dog, and I'm just wondering about training with an older rescue. I'm looking at a particular dog and seeing he could have some gallstone problems. So I'm just wondering, kind of trying to put it all together. And okay. I saw him post about the family he's with. He was getting a little territorial. So I'm just wondering where all of this fits into my wanting all, to... All good it. questions, Karen. Steve, uh, more mature I, dog. I, I, I happen to be on the board of the Great Muzzle Organization, which is all about adopting older dogs, uh, which is a great thing. I can't answer specifically about this dog. I don't know this dog. But in general, what, what I can say is that adage is true. As Pete McMurray knows, you can teach an old dog new tricks. I say he knows that because his wife knows that uh-huh. because she teaches him all the time Every day. new tricks. Right. Yeah. So, but you truly can. And, and, the dogs can learn absolutely anything at any age. Now, I can't comment on this dog's medical issues. I can't comment on territoriality. 
I mean, if there's an aggression issue, you'll need to bring in a trainer, I suspect. But I don't know what that problem is, so I really can't comment on it. All right. Thank you, Karen. Steve, you're the best. Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, I'm just what you have, but I'm here for you, and I'm (laughs) happy to do it, Pete. Uh, SteveDalePetWorld.com. You can find all the information right on the front page, especially about separation anxiety. You're the best. Have a great Sunday. Thank you. Bye-bye.